0: this is unique radio follow
1: us on social media at we unique radio that's we unique radio
2: what's going on everybody jimmy here welcome back to unique radio listen we have a great show for you coming up this is episode two of our 2017 sema coverage uh will seth and i get to sit down with our brother from another mother, Ralph Hogan from Velocity Channel's RMD Garage, our Velocity family. And then Seth and I get to talk to Saul and Steve from Zanetti, talking about, you know, where the wheel industry is going and what's going on there. It's a great interview. And Seth and I also get to talk to F1 driver Santino Ferrucci. He's very young. He's driving some of the fastest cars on the planet, and he's doing it professionally. Uh, another great interview. I think you're gonna find it really interesting. But before we do that, I just wanna take this time to thank Oriful. Unique Radio is powered by Oriful. Oriful has a product range where you will find many of the top brands encountered in the target industries of graphic film, reflective sheetings, and industrial purpose adhesive tapes. Visit willcastro.com and click on the Oriful banner to get a sample card with the newest unique colors by Will Castro. The Orifel brands are known and trusted in the industry for their consistent high quality backed up by years of industry experience, top customer service, and excellence in meeting market requirements. Again, visit WillCastro.com, click on the Orifel banner, and you'll get a sample card with the newest Unique Colors by Will Castro.
3: Okay, welcome back to Unique Radio with Jim, Seth, and I got a good friend of mine, Ralph from r Garage from Velocity. How you doing, boy? Good,
4: man, what's up? So excited to be here. You know, we came out really hot. Our show had just come off the air, so it was really important for us to really come to SEMA and show exactly the work that had been done you know you don't you don't get a chance to really showcase it in 46 minutes so for me you know this it's really for the viewer the end the end user to see the cars the way they're supposed to be seen so
3: yeah sure. and how many cars did you bring up this time Ralph? we I brought didn't a, bring a lot
4: yeah we brought a total of six cars so wow. surprisingly, oh, that's a lot of yeah, cars. yeah that's a lot of cars it the felt really route. good so a little bit, uh, um, we did some cars for Go Rhino. So those are a little bit under the radar, but we did a BMW, like I mentioned. So for us, we brought five builds that were really unique. So. That's nice. <laughs> unique, That's, there No pun go, unique. Nice. Yet, I mean, um, so now that
3: you have your first season under your, your belt, how, how did you, was it, a, you know, cause I know you was calling me up, asking me questions on how's the production, does it slow the shop down? Now that you got this one season under your belt, what do you, what do you, you know, what you took out of it and was it what you anticipated?
4: No, I think, I think when you get into it, you know, and, and uh, by the way, thank you for, uh, for being a mentor and this, you know, you've been around it for so long. So for me, um, I'm such a creative head and I have a brand. I've always developed my brand. My brand's been around for 20 something years. So uh, the garage portion of it obviously is brand new to the world. but. I don't want to deviate or change from the quality of that my brand is so uh, production understood fairly quickly what I was stood for and that I wasn't going to be a guy that was going to be a pushover as well as uh, settle for mediocrity. We were going to produce a badass show and I was going to be at the forefront of leading that uh, and sometimes get in the way because I needed to. So, so tell me a little bit of
3: the, the guys that work with you on your team and what they do, what's their names. Um, Tell me who, who's your go to guy on, on, at the shop.
4: Well, Victor's my right hand. Victor Cerrone. Uh, it's a great combination. I'm very fortunate to have Victor and his father. Uh, they've been around the industry for a very long time. So, Victor's really the right hand that leads that. And then, um, you know, you got Eddie Love, who's on the show. But there's some guys that, as you know, don't get seen. You got Marcos, Rafa, Little Marcos, and of course, my. Phenomenal brain, I call Sammy. You got David, uh, Frank, and then you got um, Christian, Joe Ellis, and then my two upholstery guys that are killing it now, because I, I added Joe mid-season, and then I added Juan a little bit after, and they are just unbelievable. Wow. Young, young, 20, they're, they're barely in their 20s, and they're just talented, unbelievable. And that's where you can see it in the quality of work. Obviously, my attention to detail forces them, to really do and I'll, I'll phrase it the best that Joe ever said I couldn't find a better place to push me to do what I've dreamed of doing and that was really it because that's awesome I, I want to push him to do the best that he can and at other shops you're pushing you're just pushing uh, cars through and for us it's art
3: I remember going to your shop and and very very impressed what I was very impressed is that you keep a very neat an organized shop, and so that means you always are a, a, attention to detail. Um, so I knew that anything that you was going to be putting out and all the cars that you were showing me in your shop, they were top of the line. So I knew that when you said you were going to do a show, I said, you know, you're going to make us proud yeah. and you're going to do a good product, but the show is going to be great. Um, and that's what I've seen this season, like all the cars have been over the top, I mean, one of my favorite ones was when you had to get that Volkswagen through the window. Nice. That was crazy. Yeah. That was that, yeah. that white, that, 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 that Volkswagen. Uh, yeah, that van. was a
4: 1962 VW bus. I mean. Um, and, and we led with that purposely to really show the craziness um, that we are. You know, we're really uh, those individuals that want to push the envelope, not just with the bills. But you know, with the uniqueness of of the ability that we have a chance, we've been building exhibits for a very long time. So, we wanted to pepper a little bit of that, and and, and then showcase what I call automotive art, right? So that bus will live for a very, very, very long time and be enjoyed by multi by mul- multiple millions or thousands of people. And then you got that '56, the desk that is sit, sits in the lobby of a, of a beautiful, beautiful, brand new, 100,000 square foot building. So. For us, uh, yeah, we have the art that we see here, and that it's drivable. But then we also have a little bit of the peppering of that art that uh, stands alone and is very unique. So, yeah, it's great to see that, you know, you had that presence of mind
2: to be able to lead with that type of project to kind of set the stage for the world to see
4: what you can do, not only with vehicles but the rest of your talents. Yeah, as yeah, well. there, there was a lot of people, oh, you know, maybe thought that we didn't. Uh, install that van and we hired a whole team, but the truth is is that we've been doing rigging and cars and and uh, rigging cars on buildings, things like that for a very long time. So uh the that that craning of a car came came very easily to us. So obviously a normal garage is like, right. well I, yeah. I don't do that. I'm, I'm not like touching that yeah, exactly <laughs> I'd be like, wait me put that up in the building? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm no. gonna have to call Ralph <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We ha- we right. have we obviously understand the liability, we understand the logistics behind it and right. understand obviously We've gone through the trial and error. We floated a car in the Pacific Ocean, so we were the first wow. company to ever put a car yeah. in Kona, Hawaii, during the Ford Ironman. So that was very unique, and of course, that went in. That went under. Uh, I mean, we were watched by by essentially the Ironman world. Uh, we would come up live on ABC at. 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and the car had to appear. So it was crazy, we had to print that coral reef, we had to do a lot of stuff, so a lot went into it. So of course, you you kind of get through that, a lot of the other stuff is gonna be a lot easier. So what was the transition
2: for you from your original business, and how did you translate that, and how did you get into the
4: automotive? Uh, you know what, uh, I'm always, I've am always i always been a person that, that if I can't, you know, if I trust somebody to do something and it doesn't get done right, I'm probably going to bring it in house, you know? And so I've always been a doer. I've always been a doer. So that, that spirit in me uh, kind of started, you know, with one of my builds, and we were able to finish it, do it right, and then it really sprung into motion when we did the 56F100. So the 56F100 uh, was, was obviously not just an amazing truck. But it showcased what we could do just out of a garage without really putting m- much, much stress onto it, like they, everybody stressed about the car, but a lot of thought into it. Um, ended up winning Truck of the Year at the Grand National Roaster Show, scored a 98 out of 100. We were unknown. Nobody had seen... Nobody had put a coyote motor in an F100. Nobody had done the chassis. Not only that, we showcased our platform ability by doing a completely um, uh, mirrored stainless steel floor. So it showcased everything. So we were able to take that, and I would say that was our that was our huge that was our biggest trophy and accolade that we could win that gave us really sp- spring loaded us into that. But me, in a, be, me me being a marketer, it allowed me. I documented the whole thing. So. That's how I was found on YouTube through that. And that truck, uh, you know, if you think about 2011, 12. Internet's taking off. There's a lot happening. We got about right. 300,000 hits on YouTube, and essentially, you, you, for that time, that's pretty viral. Yeah, that's, that's big. And then that translates yeah, to a huge. lot more. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I and I it's got come a saying. long
1: way. I mean, social media is everything now in business.
3: It's yeah, and you started out. Tell people how you know. Uh, just in case that people don't know who Ralph is and how he started, tell me how you started into your business. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I'll talk a little bit about. Uh, I get a, I, I get confused with Alex Vega a lot, which is interesting. So I'm, I'm, not, really? in yeah, I'm no, not, in not in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> no, wow. you're not in Miami. Wow, you're totally different. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From, from, from I'm in Vega. I'm in Long Beach, California. <laughs> uh, my parents. I'm 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 of Mexican descent. My parents. Uh, we we came to the states when I was uh, four years old, um, and. Um, I was ne- I was I was a hard-headed I was a knucklehead kid you know I kind of fought the system I always thought people were against me I don't know it's maybe this it's, it's this mentality that you chip were, on the show you grow something. up yeah you got a chip on your shoulder you grow up in that in that hood and you kind of become a little bit infected by it so um, it, 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 when I turned 16 I got I got kicked out of school and you know I had nothing all I could do is wash cars. I told this guy I could buff. He gave me a chance. I started buffing cars. Luckily, I didn't burn one until the 7th car. So <laughs> I, I got to admit that was pretty good. Right. So I took that and what I car of, was it? it, it, it was, oh, the one I burnt? Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't remember, dude, but It I had know, sharp, sharp
0: I just, edges? I just know. <laughs> I,
4: I know it was a classic, but I know when I burned oh, it. Man. I go, oh, why is there gum here? <laughs> right? <laughs> Where did the gum come from? And yeah. obviously I learned what a burn was real quick. So, um, it, it, but that right there um, really allowed me to grow. Um, but what I understood very quickly was that I, I was gonna be a, a person that provided an amazing service and, and it wasn't about the car, it was about the individual. So I set that into motion, and I realized fairly quickly that I, I had to sell myself. And that emotion of somebody enjoying, coming, and you've seen it, you love it, that's why we do it, is that you see that person uh, just be fascinated with their car and how much they love it, and you affected that. In some way, shape, or form, you were in that, and you tugged at their heartstring, And I realized that was so important to me, and I fell in love with detailing because I fell in love with people. And people fell in love with me. I used to have customers. I mean, I, I honestly, from the detailing, I'm gonna tell you right now, I would have a I would, my slow day was $300. My good day was $1,000 a day. That's wow. that was back, that's then, big right? money back that's then. That's big that's money back then. Big money. That's, that's big money. That's guys, well. guys,
1: guys aren't doing that today. I, I, I had, I <laughs> had
4: the respect. I had, I had people waiting for me. Because I knew, I learned fairly quickly that you have to provide an amazing, amazing service. Well, you're
1: building relationships you're, you're first; the cars are secondary. Yeah,
4: exactly. Uh, I watched. I'll t- I always They're tell stories. So I'll share it real quick. I watched this Mercedes, and the guy said, "Hey, bro, will you wash this car?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, you know what, bro, I'm sorry, never mind. I only got five bucks. And I said, I'll take them. And I took those $5 and I washed his car just like if it was a $25 wash. He came up to me at the end. He gave me the five bucks. He goes, bro, let me ask you, why'd you do my car? And I said, because you and I now have a bond. You, the next time you see me, you're going to give me 40 bucks because I know I could. I'm always going to have your back. And he said, oh, I was just saying that to my wife that you were that guy and the next time I you did my car I was going to hook you up and it was because. You, but you know what when you think about it it was five bucks that I didn't have I didn't right. have a car to do I got five bucks for food Right, and I'll tell you, Taco Bell, five bucks—that's a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. The
1: big question: Did he come back? He, oh, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> he was a regular customer. Oh, yeah. he, after he, that. with
4: yeah. five or more. Oh, all
1: the time. <laughs> Let me
4: tell you, dude. He he, he actually became a, an amazing customer every week, every week. So I, I create those relationships, and again, I carried that through in everything that I did, and 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 remembered all that, and because of that, it 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 sparks everything that I do now to remember what I did so that I could understand that journey. So I get asked a lot, well, how do you feel? How does it feel? How does what feel? I didn't win the lottery, you know. I I don't have a check that, that just came in the mail and I, right. I I'm a millionaire. I worked I took every step. Right. So I could tell you how that transition felt and the next one cuz I set goals and but it wasn't night and day. I didn't win that, but all of a sudden so that's, that's, that's what comes about a lot, and I, I like talking to people about that. So would that be your advice
2: to someone who's you know, looking to get into this business, someone who's starting out? You know, what do
4: you say to those guys or gals? I say have, have a plan, be willing to erase that plan, and be willing to adjust, but the main thing, be passionate, be driven, okay? And most of all, most of all, set that goal. And again, it ain't get a, it, You don't say I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be am gonna be a millionaire. You wake up and say, man, I'm gonna be a hundredaire. Right. Then I'm gonna be a thousandaire. Right. Then, then you know I'm gonna get to that six-figure And that, and that's those are the things. So achievable goals are really important. Right. And then you know the thing is is that you gotta understand we all got we all been given a gift, the gift of of walking. Talking, using our hands, and using our mind and our body. Some people don't have that gift. Right. So they have an excuse. Right. None of us they ha- that are walking and doing what we do have an excuse. Right? So get up, get on it, go to it. Make it Look in the so mirror. Make it happen. And say, I'm the only one that can drive this vessel forward, and that's it. Wow. And that's in everything that you do. So my thing is don't dream and build it. And I use that metaphor because it's everything in life. We dream all day. That's beautiful. And we dream at night. What about now starting to chisel some of those dreams into reality? And that's where it changes.
2: Man, that is amazing.
4: So. Ralph so from
2: wha- RMD Garage. I know you got a hard out because you have another event to go to. Yeah. But we want to get you back. You know, you're only here for a short amount of time. We want to get you back on the podcast um, as soon as possible. We appreciate you, you But where? You, pe- pe- time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where can people find you? on the internet where can they
4: find your they work can go to our facebook rmd garage obviously you can visit our website rmdgarage.com. for me i love sharing every, all my stories and, and journey with my fans they can go to ralph underscore hogeen or they can go to rmds garage on instagram so all those platforms and again if you see me around say what's up you know uh the main thing for me is stay grounded stay humble stay humble, uh, keep it humble uh, and, yeah. and just keep doing what we're doing because at the end of the day we're giving a gift and will knows this more than any of us. We've been given a gift. We have to appreciate every day that we're here, and enjoy every moment that we can to share with fans and and people that that appreciate what we're putting out. Absolutely, so. Ralph RMD Garage your on energy, velocity.
3: I, yeah. I gotta I, I gotta say thank you. And your energy and your vibe is off the chain. Uh, yeah, peace. I can't I'm even talk. You, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm absorbing. I'm chain, absorbing. That's why I want to know what in, I, I gotta ask you. What inspired you? Because I, I know personally that you're already a successful businessman, yeah. which yeah. are um, with, with all the, uh, he sets up all of these things. Yeah. right. All of these yeah. fixtures and displays. He's been doing this. And people ask me, oh, who is this guy from? I'm like, man, he, he's already has a great business. Yeah. So I know that you have a passion for yeah. cars, the detailing. My man does his own detailing on his own cars. He really doesn't send them out. He does it himself. He just has a passion. But what inspires you to say, you know, what I want to do TV? Because I know how hard yeah. work it is. It, yeah. It's, no, it really is it's a when job you're on TV. It's a, a sucky Pe- every job. People think it's
1: all glitz and glamour. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a so job. Tell me <laughs> what
3: inspired you to say, yo, man, I just want to open up my doors and let people into your life.
4: I think I think there's a few of us that that have the ability to have the story, the entire package, right? So when Velocity Discovery approached me, I said, why, will I, why would I do this, right? And then I realized fairly quickly, why wouldn't I do this? I've been given the gift, a gift to talk to people, a gift to love people, a gift to motivate. So if it sparks something into somebody, if I can be that infectious, I'm going to be. So people always say, why are you always so positive? because negative is worse, right? Because energy draws energy and I am all about pushing that forward. And not only that, I'm a minority, right? I have to set the example. My parents gave away, gave, gave up their life, essentially. Well, you know, we, we have a beautiful life here, I do, because they gave up who they were so that, who, so that we could become something. So then I say to myself, I owe it to them to not just become something, but to make them proud and make my people proud so that I could be an advocate for that voice and break those doors that haven't opened. So when I got into the automotive industry, I looked back and there was no Latinos. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'm standing here alone. What are you gonna do to bring everybody to the table? Right. And that was my goal, right? And then once we got to the table, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a clutter of, of, of where you, you're, already the, you're already the minority, how are you going to stand out? Right. What's going to set you apart? And I started to leave my mark. And he said it right, everywhere that I went, I left my mark, so they knew that I was there, they knew that I was coming, they knew that, I said it, and I said in the beginning, I made them fall in love with me. And when they fell in love with me, the product was not the, the object, it was us. And that's it was us, so, that's great. so that, that affinity never dies. And I look at my parents every day and I push, I push because I say, when they look back and when they leave here, I want them to say, damn, my son Detroit. took all the odds. I mean, I've been shot at. I picked up people from drive-bys, you know, they got shot. I mean, I've done anything you can ask me on the hood. I remember mm-hmm. being in Detroit one day and I know I got to go. And somebody said to me, do you know any Cholos? And I said, damn, that's how two worlds we live in and i said my brothers are jolos like you know like that's they lived in such a a, a unique world they never even knew the stuff we lived in so that education is super important and then why i persevere and hustle so much then you understand it you're like dude the dude's been kicked down his whole life been told he couldn't accomplish it he wasn't going to be anything he's been he was voted most likely to fail he's going to prove everybody wrong that's my goal so. And boy, have you! Yeah, and you've man. done it. Yeah. Thank you. It thank Continue to
3: for dropping the gems today. <laughs> <laughs>
4: thank you, no, guys. Thank you. Thank you well, well, for what you coming guys out. Are doing, we appreciate well, it. You, go, you know, you're amazing, and we gotta just yeah. keep
2: going. This segment of Unique Radio is powered by the legendary brands of Harman International, including JBL, AKG, and Soundcraft. Connected car, connected services, lifestyle audio, or professional solutions—the brands of Harman International have you covered. Visit them on the web at harman.com. H-A-R-M-A-N.com.
1: All right, we're back to Unique Radio. I'm Jimmy. got Seth here with me. Yes, and we are live podcasting at the Aurifold booth here at SEMA 2017. Yes. It's been a great uh, show so far. So far, it's a great show. A lot of cool cars out here and and a lot of cool cars with a lot of cool wheels. Absolutely. Wheels is always one of the largest um, spectrums at SEMA, and it's been for quite some time. So we want to welcome to the podcast... Saul Berman and Stephen Kern from Zanetti, Zanetti Wheels. Zanetti Wheels and uh, Zanetti is Z E N E T T I. E T T I. So, uh, so guys, what brings you to SEMA
0: 2017? <laughs> Well, we come out to check out all the fresh wheels and also show show our new stuff. So. Okay, did you have you have a booth here? Um, not actually this year, but we okay. uh, we're showing all our new wheels. Um, we um, we have a fresh new lineup, and uh, so we're just meeting up with people that um, from all over the world. People come from all over the globe. So. Yeah, this
1: is a global show. Amazing. Yeah, it is. And uh, are there any certain cars that your wheels are featured on here?
0: Um, yeah, we have some uh, we have some around with some of the
1: Euros. Uh, the so um, they're spread out around. Okay, so, so keep let, your eye let's out. start off with Zanetti Wheels. Sure. When, when, when did you guys start uh, manufacturing? Uh, we
0: actually came out in 1999, so we're, we're one of the uh, older wheel brands. Okay. So there's new brands popping up all the time. but. Uh, and where are you guys located? Uh, we're based in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, we have an uh, outlet in Miami as well, and uh, distributors all over the world. So. So was that your first forte into the automotive uh, segment? Yeah, we jumped right into wheels because that's the fashion aspect of
2: the... uh, It's like sneakers. Yeah, wheels make such a huge difference on a car. I mean, you could do whatever you want to it. You put a new set of wheels on and it looks brand new.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little about your wheel company and how many models you have. Sure. And uh, where they're actually manufactured and what do you specialize in? Um, So now it's becoming more and more about customization.
0: So now we're specializing in doing wider wheels uh, different compositions we're exploring some new um, technologies uh, some new materials in uh, okay. aluminum as well that makes the wheels lighter and fitment so fitment and weight are our focus right now okay because uh, you know that's it's got to fit right and it's got to and the weight really affects the performance the most. So,
1: so do you do a lot of real-world testing on wheels? Is there a lot of R&D behind it?
0: There is, and uh, we're, also, we're also doing some experimentation now. Where, you know, we're <laughs> testing on the track, and that's what we're looking to do in 2018, more and more. More track.
1: Yeah. So really aggressive testing.
0: Yeah, just to experimenting. So,
1: uh, so a, lot, a lot of people don't know what, what's involved in designing a wheel. They think you just draw a little picture, you throw it on a cad, you drop a block of aluminum in, and just the water jet just cuts it. And there's a lot more to it than that. Absolutely. So th- Steve is a designer. Uh-huh. Okay, and so why don't you take us through the process real quick? Well, we uh, run FEA analysis on every
5: design to make sure that the simulation is showing it's, that it's structurally sound. And then, of course, um, you know we create the prototypes and run physical testing on it, and that includes uh, you know using the standard machinery and also road tests on a vehicle.
1: Okay, as far as designing the physical appearance of the wheel, is that something that? Uh that you take on personally is that your job to sketch or? Yeah, that's my, my primary role. Okay. Nice. Do you get a lot of customers that send you pictures and say, "This is what I want it to look like," and then you kind of tweak it, or?
5: Uh, not a lot, but sometimes yeah, we have customers that have specific requests.
1: Because it seems like these days you got a lot of kids that are drawing, and you know, the internet has changed everything, obviously, and social media is like tremendous. Definitely. So I'm just wondering if you guys find yourself getting tagged a lot, and, you know, on social media with people that want to design things.
0: Well, a lot of people think that. Certain things can be made where it's impossible, sure. and even our marketing uh, department, which I do a lot of the marketing side, so we'll be pushing Steve to do stuff that's more and more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, hey, this isn't like right. this isn't gonna work." You know, you want to You want the thinnest spoke. You want the deepest concave. You want the widest wheel. Yeah,
1: that's the get r- up here.
5: yeah, there's so, limits. So, Steve,
1: besides yeah. the physical appearance, you're also geared towards what will physically work in the physical sure. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no point in coming up with a
5: design that isn't going to be feasible. Right.
1: right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of artists out there that can draw a picture of a house, but you can never build it. Right. Of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just to get back to the process or like the the wheel design process. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start out with like Steve will design 2D drawings of thousands of 2Ds. Okay. So he'll come out with like tons of Tons, and then we'll narrow it down. And uh, so you know, he has the ability to actually do the drawing aspect, and then all the way through SolidWorks and 3D rendering. And now the rendering, the wheels look completely real. It's right. amazing. Like, yeah. oh, it's really a factual it's, picture. <laughs> it's better than the picture you can take in the studio.
2: So that's, cool! That's great. It's amazing. Flaws, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, you can change like the lighting around.
5: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you can make it look <laughs> as good as you want. You Better than him reality. In, mm-hmm. You Put them in awesome.
0: environments, uh, so we can quickly, you know, we can sketch something up, and within hours we can see what the actual wheel is going to look like, and test it and road test it. Uh, we could, t- we can mark. We could actually ask people what they think about it even before manufacturing it. So.
1: Do so you, you do limited runs on your wheels, or is it a uh, as many as people want? How do you f- so our process? So it depends
0: on the process. So you can in a forging process, you do one at a time. Right. So we can do that, and we can also do casting, uh, which is mostly done in Asia, where you'll cast you know thousands of wheels, where it's, it's molded. So depending on the volume and the needs, at this point, we pretty much can offer anything from an 18 inch to a 32 inch, any width, any finish, any. Th- that's Construction.
2: awesome. So, when, sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah, when you guys when you guys talking about design and getting back to that, how far ahead are you out as far as knowing what people are going to want and what the trend is going to be? Is what is it next year, the year after? Well, Steve's modest, Six but months. I would say this guy's probably
0: started almost every wheel trend that you see, like in the.
2: That's A amazing.
0: lot. He's the most copied wheel designer in the industry. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he's not right. going to say that, but. So what, what is your,
1: what's your favorite design, Steve? a favorite one? design? Do you have one that sticks out and you say, wow, well, it has to be this. Nah, I got too many. Is there a favorite car that you like designing wheels for? I love a Tesla.
0: Yeah, less, Tesla. yeah for okay. sure. Nice. Yeah, that's what he drives. So we're working on some new stuff, so. We'll see some new stuff coming out soon. Cool. And we also love working with Will at uh, yes. Unique, and uh, we did a lot of vehicles uh, for this coming season. So yes.
2: we're really looking forward to seeing yes. Unique ride season three
0: premiering yeah, season December sixth.
1: December sixth on oh, Velocity.
2: Excited, yes. excited to see that. So, so yeah, a, a lot a awesome. of the new, a lot of the new styles
1: for this year are represented um, on Absolutely. the season. Yeah. Yep. So it's gonna be a nice preview. Be ready for that. Cool. So so you drive a Tesla. What do you drive?
0: You know what? At the moment, I'm just driving a little bit of everything. Yeah, so, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: yeah, mixing it up. So, yeah. don't get tied to... down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the great things about being in the automotive industry is, you know, we get to drive a lot of cars. Yeah, that's true. So, and it's hard for someone. You know, people ask me all the time, oh, what's your favorite car to drive?" I'm like, I can't do that. I just drive too many of them. There's, it's. It's a, could,
1: if I asked you what your favorite car was, can that mean? I don't know. Some, I have 13 cars right now. But I, oh, wow. <laughs> sometimes I like to drive, like, the most simplest, cheapest, least car that I have Right. just because it, it just gets me away, and I get jaded from all the other cars. Do you cars. have mostly old schools, or is it mixed? Or? Uh, a little bit of everything. I've got exotics. I've got some old school, um, all sorts of weird stuff. I have a lot of imports from Japan. Oh, cool. some crazy. nice. I, I have an AutoZam AZ1. Um, uh, yeah. uh, I have a spiker. Nice, which has cool yeah. center lock wheels. Yeah, yeah. You get
5: involved in a lot of center lock work. Not a lot. I mean, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 fun. There's uh, less design constraints because you don't have to integrate the lugs into the right into the so spoke the pattern it. at all. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So I, I got a lot. I have a karma Fisker. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. There there a <laughs> yeah. lot of weird things. Yeah. In my stable. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a, a variety. Yeah. 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 I kind of mix it up. I got a new Ford Focus RS. That's a cool car.
2: Oh, it's exactly. funny, we were, they were making fun of us in the last segment because when we got here, we got a rental car, and will picked out a Buick LaCrosse. He could he could have picked any car <laughs> right, that any was car in there. Have, yeah. He picked a Buick LaCrosse, and I'm like, really? What, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And he loves it. I yeah. don't I don't know what it is, but it, it gets back to when you've driven all these yeah, amazing I, cars. Sometimes yeah. you just want something that's simple. Yeah, sure. jam, you, get, it's you
1: get very jaded by it, in right. I'm sure you guys see that too with a lot of your customers. Absolutely. Like I mean, I've been driving a Jeep Compass now for like uh, about a month. And it's cool. it's okay. It gets yeah, me right. back and forth. I'm sure. like I don't right. have to deal with all the other crap. <laughs> yeah, you deal with. Listen, you drive some of those cars, and it draws a lot of attention. Right. And people tend to, you know. Typically,
0: wheels questions. are the first thing that people change out. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know on the East Coast, you guys have the, the potholes, which.
1: Yeah. yeah. See now now I'm not a big person to change wheels. Right. I'm not because I think they're like the sneakers, like you know, <laughs> my sneakers or shoes, and you know, I always think it's going to affect the right hand. That's why I ask all the time about you know RSC on these and how well do you test them on all different cars. And you know, I mean it's got, it's got to be tough in the wheel business to make a wheel and have that apply to so many different cars and sizes and fitments to really not lose ride quality. It's challenging and I, th- I feel like For
0: instance, as a company, we're kind of moving towards more car-specific fitments just for that
1: that reason. Okay, yeah. It it would make sense because, I mean, you're designing, listen, I think cars are designed around the wheels. Sure. You know, because it's got to ride perfect. Right. And I always thought that, you know, when you change out the wheels, you're going to lose ride quality. But like you're saying, when you really design it around a certain car, you know, between the weight... The width, the wheelbase, and everything—you really start to get into more of a design aspect of it, and how it's going to handle. Right. right. And we're also looking at—we also do uh, in-house machining, so
0: for center and those things, so you don't have to use the, the rings. You know that that
1: helps out. Right. Um, without the use of spacers and things. All like that, that exactly. That added, no adapters add, or anything. Adds to the. But yeah, as it is a challenge for the aftermarket. Now, do you gear more more towards the high-end exotics or luxury cars? Is there a specialty?
0: Uh, Luxury cars and, uh, you know, Charger, Challenger, Mopar, Mustang, we do those. a lot of American muscle? As well. Okay. We're
5: going to be targeting more exotics with our our new Forge line. We have a new Forge line of uh, monoblock wheels that's coming out this year. Very nice. Very excited about that. I think
0: it's important to... Offer something for everyone, you know? I think it's, uh, there isn't a reason to. At this right. this point, you know, we're not pigeonholing. We even, um, on the off-road, we're offering uh, off-road
5: designs as
1: well. So larger wheels, off-road. Road. Awesome, yeah. that type of stuff. That's Negative cool. offsets and wide widths. Well, I mean, listen, wide body has been a trend now for the past, I'd say about five years, yeah. right. with all the Liberty Walk kits, sure. uh, and the you know, the Porsches. I think it's a lot of people want that look
0: king. and they want that look, but they can't, you know, may not necessarily be able to achieve it without some pretty heavy uh, mods on the <laughs>
2: car. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not only that, but it's picking a wheel that can sure, that can handle that type
1: of, of you know, space. You know, yeah, I mean, I'll, never, I'll never understand the guys in that whole camber thing and, the wheels digging into the, uh, you know, the right.
0: fenders, and I'll never understand. Yeah, the Steve, Steve will pull up his in- the Instagram and show me. Like, oh, look at this! This is crazy. Like right. the wheels are completely like, yeah, like the, the like, fender are
5: sitting on the on the lip. Yeah. yeah. How long is this gonna last? Yeah. I'll, I'll never understand it. Ten really. years ago, that
2: would have meant you needed a tow truck. Yeah, absolutely. Now these guys are driving <laughs> around on it like it's really crazy. crazy. But yeah. That, yeah. that's another thing that's great about this industry is there's something for everybody. No matter what you want to do, no matter what your
1: style is. You know, there's something there's something out there you for just you. just change it up and it's a trend-setting, you know, item. Now, most of the finishes of your wheels, you offer uh, what kind of finish?
0: So there's definitely been a uh, trend toward brushed. Yeah. So we do a brushed with tinted clears. So uh, multiple finishes, two-tone, three-tone, lip. So we, we offer a variety. But most popular is yeah. black. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, it's the most popular for us is the, the like matte black, satin black, or a two-tone black, mm-hmm. like a, there's a a satin uh, satin black center and a gloss gloss lip.
1: Nice. Yeah, well, I think that also has to do with the the popularity of colors on cars have changed. You know, when they used to be, you know, red used to be such a popular color, and now it's it's more white. You know, they say white is the new red. Everybody <laughs> likes white, so yeah. you know to offset the color, people go with black. It's fashion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely.
0: is. Where do you think the color is going, Steve?
5: Oh well, I'm a fan of white. You know, I have a white car myself, and uh, I like white because you can put any color, any finish on sure. it. Sure. You know, it's right. universal, really. Well, you had some like, well, you had some multiple co- color wheels on your car, yeah? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a. <laughs> I had some pink and, and neon green wheels on the car. nice. Hey, whatever works for you. Right.
1: it's <laughs> all individual, like, we, like <laughs> we were saying. Something for everybody. Right. It yeah. was an attention getter. The kids loved it. <laughs> it. Yeah. And you had that on the Tesla.
0: Yeah, on the Tesla. Yeah. Cool. Right. That's the good thing about being in, the, in our business, right? You can really play around with it. Right. And you'd be surprised at how many guys and, and females switch out their wheels a lot. Sure. Right. It's like like every it's six like months or three months, they're yeah. getting a new wheels. It's like, yeah. so it's not. Why well, no? It's you like, know, women with us, their pocketbooks, exactly. you know, for us. Exactly.
2: Specifically they in the up. Northeast, right. you know, we have people that have their set of wheels for the winter. Right. And we
1: have the people that have a set of wheels for the summer. Yeah, you need it. And you just, yeah. they constantly and rotate. Different tires. And, summer, and, summer tires, well, yeah. weather tires, you know, they're constantly switching it around. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, I do a lot of vinyl wraps in the vinyl wrap business. And we see that also. You know, it's very easy to change it up in, compar- right. in comparison to changing the car. Sure. And now, these guys, we were just talking in the last segment
2: before with the guys from Oracle, you know, there's a lot of people that are wrapping their wheels now, also. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they're trying to change up. You know, they'll pick a style that they really love. And they don't want to necessarily get rid of the wheel, but maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. and. It's and good for the weather, it. too. Exactly. Because you, you know, can just pull it. And yeah. <laughs> so on it protects
0: and off. the. Keep it longer. It protects yeah, your, your wheels. Yeah. In that in the snow, it's not gonna, you know, because the finish is after when they put the salt on the roads, they, they eat away. At oh, yeah, it well, luckily people.
2: they're starting to get away from the salt a little bit more now. I think they're using some other kind of These sand crazy stuff, like, like some kind of crazy combo with sand. They were so? using some sort of food
1: product. <laughs> what were they using? Do I don't the, remember what it is, but <laughs> it's something, something weird. weird. Really, yeah. Something weird like cornmeal or something. <laughs> <right>? Something <laughs> really weird. Hmm. Something yeah. Willie Nelson. In yeah. California we we don't have much need. You don't have yeah, that. Exactly. You, just, you guys just can't get away from fires, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. true. How, how's that going? Is that was that by you guys or yeah, that's mostly up <laughs> north. Oh, yeah, right, we we were, really
0: we we were affected somewhat, not exactly where we were, but Southern California.
1: Got some fires too. So, how many wheels do you guys pump out on a yearly basis, roughly?
0: Um, well, it's a couple. Like on the cast wheels, you know, the or we have like a hybrid, so a forged outer and a cast inner. So those, you know, go a couple thousand uh, a month, and then we get into the real specialty where you're doing
1: the smaller volume. All right. So, do you ever do any like one-off designs, and that's it for people? Not yet. No. Not yet. Yeah, it, it, it's we, we can't offer it,
5: especially. Yeah, we, we haven't done a one-off yet. But um, do you want to? I, I mean, <laughs> if, if, the you said, if the person's yeah. willing to pay the price yeah. for it, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like we're doing all that work for one set. I mean, if they want to pay for it, then sure, why sure. not? Yeah, it, it takes, because
1: um, you, you do have to, we test all our wheels. Right. So isn't there, isn't there like a testing authority for wheels? Somebody told me about one in Germany or something Oh a TV yeah yeah, yes, no. I think Steve that's... could talk to he lived in Germany, and oh okay, cool yeah well, so what's that all about they, they it 's like a strict testing right yeah, well, they all
5: have to adhere to strict European standards, you know, and they don 't play out there, I mean people are going. You know, two hundred yeah. miles per hour on the autobahn. autobahn, yeah, autobahn yeah. So I mean, they, they can't be having any any old junk, you know, on people's cars. So, so that you have to apply show to the state stuff. No, huh? it doesn't apply to it, the states. Anything flies here, really. There's there's no regulating body. <laughs> so that's in not the not states. weird. Right. On
1: wheels, anything flies, but on cars, it doesn't. Right. You know, on the actual cars, like over in Europe, they have every car you could imagine with zero safety you know safety standards. Right. But here, it's, it's actually
0: uh, it actually shouldn't be this way. Right. No. They should be high standards because. Uh, There's A breakdown uh, on a wheel could really ruin your day. Yeah, it shouldn't be up to... I mean, for us, you know, we're we're very cautious
1: and we do all our testing. But, you know, there's probably people that want to take shortcuts. Right. I've I've seen some wheels really tear apart. I won't mention any manufacturer names, but, you know... Something that rhymes with, you know, Starbucks Macchiato. Right. And uh, I've seen a, uh, <laughs> I've seen, but you know, it's also driving. Look, there are guys that right. push their cars sure. to limits that they shouldn't be. You know, with a lot of drifting going on and things yeah. like that. You know. So in Germany, with TV, you actually have to have a certification
0: in your vehicle, and they'll pull you over and they ask you to show the
2: uh, certification for your wheels. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, for, how like, for, for aftermarket to wheels. Aftermarket for wheels. wheels. Interesting. Wow, that's really strict. Yeah, it's strict. And it's weird because you go to some countries, you know, like Germany, they have that. And you go to some other countries they like New Zealand. Us, yeah, <laughs> oh, Well, New Zealand, you can't modify your car at all. Oh, really? Yeah, they will. You can't change anything on any type of wow. modifications. You get a ticket. They make you, like, put it back to fat. It's, it's pretty crazy.
0: And China is actually becoming a, a larger market. Big market. Um, yeah. So... And they're also going through their regulations. So over there, it's becoming—they're um, opening up a little bit, but they don't—they don't encourage aftermarket either. Right. So it's a, uh, <laughs> so thank God the good old USA is still accepting. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a free market out here. You exactly. can put anything on your car. Like that's why you have like the I don't think the donks are gonna go over well in, uh,
5: in yeah the no, CUV, they're right? not gonna get certified now <laughs> no. yeah no, I don't think <laughs> a little so. too big for so the, you the have car. to
0: certify by car as well in Germany so it's not just a vehicle like you basically have to build the the wheel for two specifications per the vehicle are you, are you selling in Germany or uh, we do but they like it's basically certified by the the reseller oh awesome so. They kind of yeah. help out. You yeah. know? Right, so that's great. It, it's difficult though, it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's, gonna say, it's
5: the challenges man- try to try course. to manage all that, you know. It's just, it's an investment, you know, because they, they need yeah. X amount of wheels to test, you know, they have to run tests on, you know, the same tests on three different wheels and get right. the same results every single time. And, right. you know, the, the manufacturer uh, has to be certified and the material has to be certified and just, you know, they have to make sure it passes corrosion testing and it's just, it's right. a it's lot extensive, of, yeah.
2: Getting back to the design since we have you here. This is amazing. What is a typical, let's say, one wheel? What does that process look like for you, from the time that you think about it to sketch it to testing to the market hits the, to the wheel hits the market? How long does
5: that it take?
1: Yeah, typically.
5: I mean, it can go quick. It can happen in, you know. I mean, Steve sounds so. like
1: he's genius, and he just busts it I mean, out. He, he gets does. It done. Yeah. Well, I mean, Trying to get in that very, pace, he's you know? very modest. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But Steve also, he, he designed
0: in SolidWorks. So when he's giving a, because um, he has manufacturing experience as well. So when he submits a design, it's pretty much to good go. to go. Yeah, that's So awesome. that's like most wheel companies don't have that. They're just scared, dude. Like, oh, or make it look like here's a wheel, here's another wheel, combine these two. That's right. what goes on like 99% of these right. wheel companies. Or like a. A sketch, maybe at best, but we're going all the way through the process of actually,
5: like, t- here's that final, like, solid works. Well, and with the topic. forge design, it goes much quicker, right? Because I mean, right. it, it could happen in as little as a week. You know, I, I could think of a design right now and model it up, and you know, we can C N C machine it tomorrow and start testing it. You know, so that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is But absolute. typically,
0: like, yeah, the production wheel. I would say it takes about six months, before we see like going all the way through the process. That's so that's great.
5: Um, that's cool. Yeah. So it all, it also depends on uh, um, what you're designing it for. I mean, if you're designing it for one vehicle, then there's a lot less that needs to go into it. You know, if you're right. trying, usually we're trying to cover uh, you know an umbrella of different vehicles. Sure. You know. So um, is you know, there we,
1: anything we, else you designed besides wheels?
5: Well, I mean, uh, I design all kinds of stuff, but, I mean, that, that's the main thing that I design professionally right now. Right. You know, I've been designing all kinds of things since I was a kid, though, and I actually, um, I was pursuing uh, apparel and fashion design before I got into wheel design, and I kind of, you know, I've always been into cars, so I kind of just stumbled into it, you know. It was, like, a natural progression, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed, Jim. Are you? I'm so impressed. I can't even think of, like, there's
2: so many things I can ask him. You know, it's like. Go ahead.
1: Endless. <laughs> have you have you designed anything for manufacturers?
2: Like OEM? Yeah. No, no, never. Just mostly
0: aftermarket. Yeah, all aftermarket. Have, yeah. have you seen any manufacturers copying your stuff yet?
5: No, oh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> maybe a little flavor of yours. I mean, I mean, maybe, but I don't think I could take credit for it. It's, I mean, people, you know often people have similar ideas all around the world at the same time, right? So, I mean, there's no no way to know if they
1: were influenced by me. I mean, the the wheel industry is tremendous. Right. It's very, very competitive.
0: So I tell you the changes that have happened. So it used to be, um, so I've been in wheels Since since late 90s. So we've seen a lot of changes. So initially, there were far less designs. And, like, everyone knew the name of every design that came out. You'd sure, know, like, right. oh, this is this design. Right. This is this designer. And everyone, we would, um, you know, get patents on the design. Right. And now what's happening is so many design. You basically just have to keep coming up with fresh stuff. And right. so you're going to get copied. And right. You can maybe
2: send out, cease and desist letters. Uh, yeah. But it's... The process moves so quickly; it's hard to get something copywritten, and then by the and time and you do that, it's already yeah, thing. exactly. That's that wheel's not even in style so anymore.
0: So that, that that has changed the legal yeah. wranglings
2: yeah. of it. Um, so there's a lot more of an industry understanding where there's I wouldn't call it copying, but maybe. You know, people get inspiration from wheels. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure.
1: Have you seen people copying your wheels at Zanetti? ton. Oh, yeah. It's It's rampant. a lot of knockoffs. Ramping. Yeah. I mean, you see it on eBay all day long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was actually a manufacturer, not a manufacturer, but uh, an exhibitor here last year that got shut down by the feds. They came in and uh, seized the entire booth from all knockoff designs. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was all it was uh, the US Marshals actually came in and seized the whole booth and marched the guys out of here. Well, what what company? It was a uh, it was an aftermarket for Jeep accessories. Mm. Oh, really? For, for off-road stuff. Huh. Here's why well, you can Google it. There's a YouTube of it. And yeah, the <laughs> Marshals good. the Marshals come in with their badges and everything. <laughs> they walk right up and they they took it like a, they had like a fake uh, patent Oh what like framed yeah yeah oh, wow. and they seized it and they locked him up and they carted everything away. So you're
0: talking about, like, purses. Like, it was actually getting to the point where they were copying even the logo. branded logos sure, yeah. of, like, you know, other. I don't know if companies, it ever
1: happened right. to us, but, like, on some of the, the companies. That, yeah, I mean, at, that's so to that's one extent, people can extreme, say it's kind of flattering, you know? but not right. when they're taking money out of your pocket. <laughs> well, right. Right. And not only that,
2: but they're, you know, when you talk about safety standards. These yeah. guys really test their wheels. Oh, so and, they spend a lot of money. You know, on lot now of, you got the companies that are co- not only are they copying your design, but now they're throwing your logo on their wheels. Right. And God forbid somebody gets hurt, they're yeah. not going to know that they didn't buy a reels in sure, you know that know i uh, so. There's a lot
1: of a lot of fakes. Yeah. A lot of problems That's, regarding that. That
2: yeah.
0: is, especially you know, as I said, it's the it's the fashion side of the
2: automotive industry. Fashion yeah. side of the automotive industry. Absolutely. So. Very
1: cool. Very good. Good talking to you. So it's great to have you
2: guys here again. Thanks for having us. Zanetti is going to be featured on Season 3 of Unique Rides. Where
1: where can everybody find Zanetti wheels? What's the distribution like? What's your uh, Uh, We're we're all over the country. Uh, So you can go to zanetti.com and you can uh, find a... A dealer map, right? Uh, so again, Z E N E T T I. Got it. Zennetti right dot com, uh-huh. and uh, they can find you know all your designs there. Sure. And then they can find local dealers. They can order direct. All sorts of stuff.
0: Sure. Things. And then neti design is Instagram. Instagram. Nice. Okay. They more, are
5: more beautiful Instagram.
0: Steve,
1: page. where can everybody find you?
5: Um, yeah, I mean Zanetti Design.com. Okay. I'm sorry,
1: Zanetti.com and Zanetti Design on, on Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. So anybody out there has a wild sketch and you want to try to get Steve to make it, that's the way you do it. Adam at uh, Adam on Instagram. Bring it. Bring Adam it. on Instagram. Bring Send it. him a direct message. Yeah. No, my my, my email is uh
5: Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N at Zanetti.com. Cool. Even awesome. better. Direct <laughs> connection.
1: Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Go. Well, thank right, great you again guys, for joining thanks, us on Unique Radio sure and at the Orofle booth. And uh, SEMA, SEMA 2017, 2017. Nice. we are signing out. Thanks, guys. Thank you. As the originator of aftermarket performance exhaust systems, Borla Performance products are unique in three ways. They are made from exotic materials such as stainless steel, titanium, and carbon fiber. They come with a warranty that outlasts a vehicle's life, and their muffler design allows for a bolt-on and easy fit. For more than three decades, hundreds of other exhaust suppliers have attempted to copy our winning formula but have come close. Borla Performance remains the world's leader in upgrades for performance exhaust systems. Borla Performance, leader in performance exhaust systems and induction. We are, we are here, 2017 SEMA, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we have a special guest today on the unique radio podcast, none other than Santino Ferrucci. Morning, guys.
6: How's everyone doing today? I
1: pronounced it all properly, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. San- yeah, yeah, you got it. So Santino <laughs> is a... Uh, by all intents and purposes a race car driver
6: yeah I'm a Haas F1 development driver I drive full time in FIA Formula 2 for Team Trident and uh do a couple other things on the side, but uh, those are my main professions. So, for people that don't know, what kind of cars are you racing? So, I drive Formula cars. So, it's
1: uh, like an Indy car, but a hell of a lot faster. Hell of a lot faster. So, a hell of a lot right. faster so than an Indy car. Yes, yes. So, we're going to get to this now. <laughs> so, what kind of car are you currently driving? What's the power plant and what's the build? So,
6: the Formula One car is a chassis made by Delara and Ferrari. The engine is a Ferrari uh, power plant. It makes 960 horsepower. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, that's all. Just n- 960. You n- gotta n- have to turn that up a little. Yeah, right? nothing crazy. I mean, you, you, we can make it grand if we really wanted to, but uh, I mean, it's a V6 turbocharged, also battery powered. Oh so, so it's a hybrid. Yep, it is a hybrid. Wow. So it's so energy
1: efficient. It yes, it's very green. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> green was not what they were thinking. I think they were thinking about turbo lag. Gotcha. So yeah. Of
2: course. Hey, one hand washes the other, right? So what what kind of
1: speeds do these cars achieve?
6: So we can achieve uh, two hundred and thirty-five miles an hour top speed, okay. and uh, but what's impressive is we can go from that top speed to zero in about one hundred and twenty feet.
1: Oh, that's it. Yeah, so you only pull about stopping power. Yeah,
6: you only pull about five point five g under braking, maybe six. hit the pedal hard enough. Right. Well,
1: that's pretty intense. So
6: nothing I'm used to. Yeah, nothing like a fighter jet either, which I think pulls uh, like eight G.
1: Yeah, th- it's in a full be-
6: barreled turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about the only thing that you can compare it to. I mean, when you ta- ask people, you know, what's it like, and you say fighter jet, they look even more clueless because how many people have been in a fighter jet? Right. Yeah. yeah no exactly. Minute.
1: Not many. So so where are you currently racing? Uh, is it stateside or internationally?
6: So we race mainly internationally. Very rarely do we come in the states to race. So we have one Grand Prix, the USGP at Circuit of the Americas. That's in Texas, right? Yep, yep, that is in Texas. Austin. And uh, most of our races are performed out in Europe. Uh, we go out to Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Abu Dhabi, so a couple other cool places. Uh, we were out in Malaysia last year, which was pretty
1: awesome. So, nice. uh Maybe so you get to can. visit all these wild countries, having mm-hmm. a good time. You get to run around a little bit. Checking so it out. See what's there. Yeah, a lot of red light districts. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of that, oh. yes. for those of you who are listening, I'm sure you, you'll
2: be pulling them up. But you look very young. Um, if you don't mind me asking,
6: how old are you? Well, I got carded last night trying to get into a club, <laughs> so I'm only 19. Okay. Yeah, that, that's... I, 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 have a, I had a small issue. <laughs> okay. So I, I had the credentials, but, I mean, they just didn't like my ID. No, right. they weren't happy with it. So when did you start racing?
1: G- give us a little background. How did you get into it?
6: So when I was five years old, I started with go-karting, and That's I started th- in...
1: Uh, it sounds so typical. Yeah, I, I know. know right. Not it that it is, but, I mean, the most go- race yeah. car drivers start out with go-karting.
6: And go-karting was a little bit different than it is now today. I mean, today you think of go-karting, you think of, like, uh, on track or something with bumpers and a little indoor. Right, circuit. now this
1: is like Rotax engines yeah, and this is crazy uh, shifter carts and stuff yeah, th- like that. The yeah,
6: these are go-karts that hit 80, 90 miles an hour, complete open wheel. Uh, you race on tracks that are a couple miles long so uh, and you raced with over 120 competitors and i started when i was five i moved over to europe when i was 10 to further my uh oh, wow. karting career and uh, with karting it's a lot more competitive in europe just the way that kids are brought up and it's a little bit more of like a they want to kill you kind of attitude
1: <laughs> which is which competitive it's competitive, just, it's yeah, competitive. Yeah. Yeah. say to the
6: least and then uh, when i turned 15 i had the option to jump into race cars or i could stay in karting and obviously uh i was very fortunate to have a sponsor for the budget and i uh tried cars and it went really well and I've been in uh, cars over in Europe for now for the past four years.
2: So I have to ask
6: you this you said you started this at, at
2: five years old mm-hmm. which is a little understandable I mean a five-year-old going into a cart I don't know if I would I
1: wouldn't put my five-year-old in a
2: cart that could go <laughs> 80 miles an hour but all right I'm, I'm going there how did you, what was the leap like how did you go from doing that at five to going to europe at 10 are, are your parents in the business like how did that work
6: i mean it was more of a i had a lot of potential i won almost every uh category there was in america for my age bracket and uh, i was told by a good friend of mine who raced IndyCar and had the opportunity to go into f1 that you know if you ever really wanted to have a shot at my dream which was to become michael schumacher i needed to yeah. move my not a bad uh, dream yeah, i had to move <laughs> my butt on over there and uh start working for it so i left a lot of things behind to do that but uh i'm very glad i did and i'm very fortunate to have the parents i had to uh had that opportunity and now they did they move it, yeah.
2: yeah did they move with you no, or just me i did just uh, you
6: at 10 years old mm, i started doing a lot of arrive and drive so i'd fly back and forth for school and then uh more when i turned 15 i actually started having an apartment over there in italy and it was a lot easier just to stay there i completed high school early to man you're living the to dream 15 yeah, to have to an apartment yeah. in italy in yeah. italy yeah I own. was all on my own, stuff like that. So it was cool. I mean, Europe, Europe's definitely a crazy place. And uh, my home is uh, Connecticut. Right. But my second home is Italy. Yeah. You still have an apartment there? Yes. I'm actually cool. looking to move somewhere nice. closer to the beach. <laughs>
2: Very nice. Rough life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, nah, I'm just Maybe. a race car driver, <laughs> 19 years old. Great I pizza, in, <laughs> yeah, great pizza. I just need a better apartment by the yeah. beach.
6: Yeah, it needs to be better beach, where there's better pizza, better girls, you know, better, better
1: life. Awesome, I can get yeah. behind that. So, is is your season <laughs> still currently going, or is it over?
6: Yep. we have one more race left in two weeks. We go to Abu Dhabi for the Grand Prix. Well, that's that's got to be fun. Oh, trust me, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've
1: been to Dubai. I loved it there.
6: Yeah, I go a couple days early to hang out in Dubai, and you know, I love, I love that, I love that city. It's there's so much to do, so many anything's going on it's clean yes it's extremely clean very r- very very new too yeah very is, modern yes which is very nice and uh, that's actually a night race for us so uh we race on cool. saturday night and i really am looking forward to that cause that'll be my first night race in a very long time
1: do you, do you like night racing better or
6: uh it's a really different perspective i mean uh, the way the car is handled it's completely different because of the humidity and temperature It's something that we're not really used to mm-hmm. also with the night you don't have natural sunlight and you just have uh, you no, know, they lights. aren't track, lights, right, track and tra- lights. Track lights are weird, I and mean, they're, they're very distorting to you and uh, makes things a little bit more tricky. But uh, I, I really look forward to it. So So, so
1: what, what's your biggest fear while
6: racing? Ooh, that's a tricky one, biggest fear. never really had a biggest fear. I'd say getting beat up by the other drivers because they're all bigger than me. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Getting beat up by the older kids? Yeah. Well, they don't really like me very much. I'm very aggressive. Are okay. you? I don't like to give room to people. Got so. it
1: have you have you had any uh, trophies awards and
6: yeah I got a got a basement full of freaking trophies if you want to try and walk around down there mm-hmm. so nice. a lot of, a lot of carding things a lot Podium, of the trophies podiums
1: for yeah. for new stuff that you've done or?
6: yeah a couple of new things uh, in the past year a couple of podiums I had a lot of I had a four uh, trophies and a couple of wins in Super Trofeo Lamborghini last year as well
1: oh nice so, uh, so just just to mess with you are you allowed to drink the champagne or just spray it uh
6: <laughs> only in Europe. Yeah, in Europe <laughs> he's good. In Europe I'm okay. You got to be 18. Right. And uh it's actually pretty funny. I forget uh, which country we go to and they don't give you champagne because it's against a lot, a lot right. of drink. I'm thinking it's Bahrain. Right. Really? They give you apple cider. Do they really? Nice. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Awesome. So. so what what kind of car do you drive uh normally? I drive a Corvette Z06. So that is your car. See. Yeah. Now Santino and I met on the Cannonball Run Rally this year. And uh, we had some fun. Did you beat him? Hey. Well, <laughs> it, well it wasn't it wasn't a competitive <laughs> nah. rally. I like to follow him though. He's like the police detector. Nice <laughs> <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah, I had my Audi S eight. He was in a O six. And I think at one point he kinda said, Is that guy really next to me still? Yeah, I know. I was sitting there, <laughs> I was freaking flat and I'm just like, All right, I'm following
6: an S eight freaking antennas coming out the back.
1: Right. Mm. Yeah, a big, you know, big family sedan with a big <laughs> V ten doing north of uh, Anyway, um, yeah, nor- yeah. yeah. <laughs> north of that that speed, yeah. <laughs> of that speed, and it was it was pretty interesting to see, I mean, you know, a Z06, and an S8 just side by side. I mean, you bailed me out a couple times
6: too. I nearly blew up the engine. Yes, <laughs> yes, That's Awesome. Yes. Uh, he was that, having he's having some oh, trouble codes going on, and uh, I was freaking out, man.
1: Yeah, you were going into lip mode, and yeah, he's like, he just won't do anything.
2: I always <laughs> wondered what it was like to you know to be a race car driver and be driving like a production vehicle on the road. No, because you're used to drive. You're used to being able to do certain things, and it's very boring. A race, yeah, <laughs> in a race car. <laughs> do you
1: find yourself uh, trying to negotiate turns and stuff as if you were in the race car? Well, it depends on where we are.
6: I mean, yeah. if I'm driving up the Lime Rock, I like to warm up. Yeah, a couple of the back roads are really good for it. As long as you know where the cops are, I mean, it's right. Or you know the cops, even right? Better. Right, right. So even but, better. Uh, yeah, I mean that. Uh, it's fun to be out in the street but i mean i have a lot of fun also going to the autocross course not exactly driving on when i'm home when i drive on racetracks i mean i gen- I can't drive a formula 2 car or f1 car I and mean, you're not allowed to test right not allowed to have that kind of development so i mean you get what uh gt cars and all sorts of different built things and uh, to be honest i had more fun going on the autocross with a acura nsx oh yeah and now what's the restriction
2: around? on that it's an age limit, or...
6: Uh, no, for the testing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's uh, it's completely uh, cut off by the series. So it's just it's a budget cap. Got so it. we're not allowed to uh, do private testing and develop the cars privately because it'd be unfair to teams that didn't have that kind of budget to do such things. So uh, we get six test days before the season starts. Everything is done together. It's collective testing. Mm-hmm. We do three at a track in, uh, I believe, Spain. And then we go three days in Bahrain before the first Grand Prix. So we can get our uh, get the car situated. We get new new F two cars next year. Oh really? So, yeah, we're going from uh the Ferrari
1: p- to what?
6: No, uh, so the Ferrari engines stay the same in the F one car. Okay. So the uh, the F two cars run a Mechachrome V eight, so about a four liter engine. It revs to the thirteen five. It <laughs> actually sounds like the old F one cars. Wow. And that's um, cool. Yeah, un- that's cool. we're taking the unfortunate upgrade of a V six turbocharged. You know, maybe not gonna sound as pretty. So a little bit more turbo lag too. The other be one fast. Is A. Oh yeah, still still gonna hit over uh, still hit over 200 in those cars. So, so even with a whole new vehicle, a whole you should only get the six days. Only get six days. So h- how long is a race? Uh, our races are an hour long. We have a pit stop in our main race. We have two races a weekend. Then we have our sprint race, which is 45 minutes. and no, It's an option if you want a pit stop. It's not mandatory.
1: And then you get the characters like, oh, that's not that long. Yeah, try doing it at 200-plus miles an hour. Yeah. so I mean, it's, it's physically draining. You, uh, and a lot of people don't even realize you do a lot of physical training for this.
6: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just home on a week off and, you know, figured I'd fly out, say hello to people here at SEMA and talk with you guys and have that's some fun. You he came I
1: here specifically for us.
6: Exactly. Right. Specifically. No radio podcast. Nice. That, that's all. So, uh, but, no, I'm, I go back uh, next week for two weeks of training. I mean, uh, and it's an hour in the car. The car has a temperature of around 135 degrees in the cockpit. Your heart rate's that's over. That's why you stay so yeah. skinny. Exactly. Right. Heart, <laughs> heart gonna rate's over these, 190. I'm going to get one of
2: these cars. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it requires a lot of physical and mental preparation. So I yeah. mean, to, to sit there and to drive a car on the limit like that for an hour is uh, not how, easy. how
1: frustrating is it for you as a driver when there's a mechanical breakdown? Uh,
6: it's very. I mean, because you're very had, competitive, right? Yes, yeah, I've had a few unfortunately this year, which have uh, taken us out of podium finishes. Wow, which uh, that's got
1: that's got to be it's murder to you. <laughs> I mean,
6: it it does feel like death is upon you. But I mean, all you can do is think of you know, it's racing. It happens. It's mechanical. It, things break. It's, it's part, part of it. And it's part of the job. Right. So, I mean, as long as it's not, I mean, it can't be anyone's fault in particular when you have, like, an ECU that gets fried. And you know, right. I had that happen back-to-back weekends. Wow.
1: Ooh. So uh, that sucks.
6: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it, it's not easy. Not easy to cope with. But it's uh, something you keep your head up and stay strong, and you'll be fine. Come back. There's always the next race weekend. So,
2: you're obviously the driver. Do you get involved in any of the business aspects of the, of the team,
6: or...? Well, the way it works is it's 90% out of the car. So okay. it's, all, it's all business, all branding. Mm-hmm. So driving a car is a uh, small part of the job. So Building relationships with sponsors. Ex- exactly. So uh, that was one, one of my main goals, also, come out to SEMA, to come introduce, you know, sure. meet people. And there's a lot of big people here, a lot of big brands. And uh, it's good to make contacts.
1: So who's your current sponsors?
6: My current sponsors are two local sponsors out of Connecticut. One is Clydell Manufacturing. They, well, make what do they do they make all the battery canisters for Duracell. And cool. then, you know, if you look at electrical wires, they make all the clips and clamps. So they're uh all Connecticut and all American made company. Which is pretty cool. Interesting. Awesome.
2: It Support local.
6: Exactly. And then it's my great. the other company is uh Eastern Accounting Systems and they are uh like a call center. So they're also out of Connecticut. They're one of the larger companies in Connecticut and I think they're third on the list. So uh
2: Nice. You know. So third oh. largest company yeah. in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Hey, they're oh, flying oh, oh you oh. around
1: to Bahrain and whatnot, so hey. I know, right? I oh, <laughs> just,
6: you know, it's just not private. I mean, we, we fly economy. We're on a budget.
1: <laughs> that's all right. Bowling on a budget. Yeah, exactly. At 200 miles an hour plus. <laughs> right. That's how you got to do it. Well, that's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming by. Where can people find you online and on social media?
6: So my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all the same. It's Santino Ferrucci, so S-A-N-T-I-N-O-F-E-R-R-U-C-C-I. And I also have a website santinoferrucci.com where I do live updating, and uh, I actually just had it redone, so it looks really, really cool, cool and modern. And, and I I have,
1: know. if anybody has a
6: spare billion dollars, they want to sponsor you, they oh, yeah. well, they want right? And I'm sure yeah, they, they're, an they're
2: somewhere where they could
6: reach out to you on the website. Oh yeah, email is the same, santinoferrucci, and then at me.com. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
2: where can I know? I think you just said, but where, what's your next event that's coming up and
6: Um, So the next event, I fly out for Italy for two weeks of training, and then I go out to Dubai on, uh, I believe, the third week of November. And we race in Abu Dhabi for the race weekend, and it's the grand finale for Formula One as well. And then after that, we stay in Abu Dhabi for a week of testing, where we test the F1 car for two days, and then we test the FIAF2 cars for the next three days.
1: Awesome sounds like a horrible time exactly it's only going to be 90 (laughs) degrees
6: sunny every day sure no rain sure
1: a far cry from connecticut
6: (laughs) i'm very glad to be here
1: we had 30 degrees in new york the other day at night so i'm sure you guys
6: i'm not missing the frost my friend Mm, i don't blame you that's great i'm so upset i gotta put the car away for the winter
1: uh. i would drive it if they didn't salt the roads yeah i don't blame you boost weather (laughs) <laughs> nice, <laughs> love it. Thank you again for joining us on the Unique Radio podcast, and, guess and I, mean. uh, I think this is where we're going to wrap up Siemens 2017.
2: Is it. So we we saved the, we saved the best, the for, best last. for last. I appreciate exactly. you coming by, appreciate and it. good
1: luck in the next race in the future season.
3: All right, thank you very much, guys. All right, thank we'll you.
2: Soon.